life is freaking hard and um, it's not going to be cute or easy or, you know, good all the time. And admit, like, kind of being honest about that, confronting that, I think that just allows you to be so much braver in your life. And it really lets people see you for who you are, uh, not just who you pretend to be. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to the Real Health, Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. I'm a girl in my early 20s, a personal trainer and a soon-to-be nutritionist. I'm extremely passionate about holistic health and inspiring others to live happy and healthy lives. My goal and purpose in life is to encourage girls and women to feel good in and about their bodies. I interview some amazing women and share my own experience and knowledge in some solo episodes. Now, without further ado, let the real talk begin. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I'm so pumped because this is a really, really value-filled episode. This is an interview between myself and a beautiful woman called Denise. She's from America and she is just so, so nice. I really liked her accent, by the way, and you will as well. We chat everything social media, so why we need to change our social media habits, um, she talks about these amazing like steps and her three guiding beliefs and yes, five ways in particular um, how you can like kick those crappy social media habits and like really gain happiness and make sure that social media is a really positive platform for you. I think that this is something that we all need to hear and I can't wait for you guys to get all the value from this episode. And just quickly before we dive into this amazing interview, the podcast giveaway that I'm running is still open for entry. All you need to do is screenshot listening to the podcast, post it on your Instagram story and tag at Ebony May Health to enter now right into the interview with Denise. Okay, so Denise, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to talk about this. This is my first international interview as we were chatting before we started recording, so I'm just so excited. I am too. I haven't done an international interview yet and the fact that you're Australian makes it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> We were just talking before that I have a really like bogan Australian accent. So I'm sure that your listeners are going to be like, whoa. So (laughs) (laughs) they'll love it. They'll love it. (laughs) Um, So I have so much that I want to chat to you about. But first, uh, I want to do the real recap. So tell me a little bit about the week that was for you. Well, you're only, it's only Thursday. It's Friday for me. So it's Thursday for you. Yeah, it's Thursday for me, um, Thursday afternoon. But, you know, uh, this week has actually been kind of tricky. I feel like I've been dealing with a lot of sludginess is like the word that comes to mind, like just like a lot of mental exhaustion. And, um, and uh, my health is just like not the best this week. And it's been going up and down. And um, like you and I talked, I haven't gotten enough sleep. So like, I'm on one side, my body is like not doing the best. But on the other side, um, my business partner and I just launched a new program. And uh, we have all these new girls signing up um, for my self-care studio and I've just been like so happy about that so my body's not paying attention but my mind is there so it's been like a funky in between for me yeah amazing no we were just talking about before as well like I'm just like recovering from a little bit of like a rundown cold type thing as well so if I lose my voice through this (laughs) that is why and I apologize um (laughs) noted but my last week has actually been crazy because I graduate um this is my last week of uni next week 
Um, so this week I actually signed up for my graduation, booked like my cap and gown. I'm so, so excited, but like everything is going really hectic and really fast. I feel like when you're going through your degree, it's like, oh my goodness, this is taking so long. And then you finish and you're like, oh my goodness, where did the time go? So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and then I went and did a thousand steps, which is it's in Melbourne. So it's kind of like, it's literally like what it sounds like. It's like a memorial thing. Um, a thousand steps and it's like it's so steep and I died it was so hard but um yeah that's been my week oh my god congratulations on graduating that's awesome thank you so much I'm so excited but it's just so overwhelming I'm like what am I gonna do yeah it's a lot you're (laughs) like all of a sudden you're like an adult and you're like what the hell happened (laughs) I know exactly not ready to be adulting um okay Denise so I want to ask um at this point what does real health mean to you? You know, I think real health is just being um, authentic and honest about your your current situation, what's happening in your body, your mind, and your heart. I think a lot of us get caught up in the whole like Insta perfect body thing, the apps that like tune your face and like make you look like a doll. And and we see that like day in and day out. And we forget that your health includes like, yes, your body, of course, that's the house that you live in. But it also includes your mind, um, because you have this whole relationship with yourself and your body that you don't even think about. Um, And, and it's an important relationship. You're the only person who you'll be with for the rest of your life. So if you can't get yes, along I with I say yourself, that all the time. I love that. Yes. I mean, if you can't get along with yourself, if you can't be a friend to yourself, if you can't be there for yourself when things are great and celebrate that, but also be kind when things are hard, I don't think your life is going to be um, – it's just going to be very easy to get through. So I think real health is just like a more wholesome approach to that, um, an honest approach and an approach that actually makes you feel like you're your own friend in your life and not your enemy. I love that so, so much. I love that. And it's so true. You're the only person who's going to be around you 24-7 for the rest of your life and you can either be your biggest supporter and friend or your biggest, biggest like critic. So I think that's so important. Totally. So let's get into the interview. For the, those of listeners who don't know who you are or what you do, can you just chat a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I am a life and fitness coach um, and a new business coach for young millennial women. Um, so I have um, a health and fitness brand. A friend and I started um, that basically just tries to inspire people's fitness career and kind of self-love goals, but through the power of social media. Um, I worked in social media for over 10 years. I did everything from being an intern um, and doing like the, the grabbing watermelons for the photo shoot in the middle of New York City thing to, to actually having like a desk of my own clients um, and being the director. So I, I kind of just uh, spanned a lot of different uh, jobs throughout that experience and then um, and worked in New York City, worked in San Francisco, worked here in Vermont locally. And um, now I'm just taking my knowledge of social media and what I know and what I have um, kind of more um, experience in and applying it to the world of um, kind of entrepreneurship. So it's a new thing for me, but I'm really excited. And um, I think social media has 
is such it's such an integral part of our lives and and but we we don't really know that much about it and it has a really huge effect so I think that's a conversation that I want to get started and I'm so pumped that we're going to talk about it because I feel like your audience is like younger and um is obviously spending a lot of time on Instagram and on these other platforms and I want to make sure that they're getting a good experience and a valuable experience and that they're not just wasting their time or making themselves feel worse. 100% I think it's important for us to adapt like no one's going to stop using Instagram you know we're all using it so much and sometimes when we look at our weekly reporter on our iPhone we can see we're probably using it maybe a little bit too much so I'm really excited to talk about because at the crux of it I think that Instagram is an amazing tool I think you can connect with people we've connected through Instagram we met through Instagram it can be an amazing thing but I think it's about sort of like altering the way that we use it and making it a positive tool a hundred percent I mean one of my I have like some guiding beliefs and one of them is that social media can be a place for good where you can get value and connect and just be authentic but we have to create that for ourselves we can't just expect the world to to do that for us we have to make the efforts to create that kind of environment for ourselves because it's a choice you choose who you follow you choose what you do on social media and why not make it a place where you feel good Oh, 100%. Exactly. It is a choice. And I feel like sometimes we forget that you get stuck following somebody who doesn't make you feel good. It's so easy to unfollow. But yeah, I can't wait to touch on all of that in this interview. Perfect. So what is the number one reason why, as a general, like, let's, let's not, let's not just talk about millennials. Let's talk about Instagram users, because lots of people have Instagram. My mom has Instagram. But I feel like, there's a large portion of users who probably have some unhealthy habits around Instagram. So why do we need to change those habits? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. Um, Well, you know, I think my number one um, reason for that is because you just spend so much time online. So the average person, not just the average millennial, but the average adult spends over five years and four months on social media in their lifetime. Like, oh my goodness. Isn't that a crazy statistic? I read that and I had to reread it like three times since I was like, I cannot freaking believe that. Five years of your life, like day in, day out. Oh, that's longer I, than my degree. I know, I know. And, and you know, but that's a great example, actually. So that's longer than your degree. But what kind of value are you getting from it, right? You spend all this time, the average amount is two hours a day, right? So if you were doing anything else for two hours a day if you were learning how to play the violin or um, learning Spanish or practicing cooking like you would be an expert at something within six months to a year so the fact that we spend all that time on social media but we don't we're not getting that much value back from it. It's not like we're getting a degree. It's not like we're getting a promotion from it, you know, especially people who don't use it for business, but even people who do, we often spend a lot of that time just being sucked into the social media, like hole is what I call it, the Insta hole, um, the YouTube hole, whatever it may be. We, I want us to make sure to transition that into a place of getting value because right now we're spending a lot of time where we're not getting much out of it. And I, I think that's the biggest problem that we have is that we're wasting a lot of our own life on a platform that could be amazing but we're not treating it like that Mm -hmm. yeah so how how exactly do 
we do that? Like how do we change our habits? Like we know that we do need to change them. How do you go about doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing you have to realize is that you have to admit that that is something that you want to change. Uh, one of the most like helpful tips that I tell to my clients is to download or to look at the statistics of their own social media usage. So you mentioned you had like an app that you use that you check to see how long you've been online. I think the first thing you should do is um, kind of do an assessment, like take a week or, or something or even a day and see how long you spend on each social media platform. And kind of be honest about the time that you're spending online, like take a little bit of a, of a review um, of how are you feeling? Is this time, like when you get off of the gram or when you get off of Facebook, are you feeling better? Are you feeling enlightened? Are you feeling lighter? Or are you feeling more depressed? Are you feeling uh, confused? Are you feeling unmotivated? So what are the feelings that are coming up for you while you're online? And then, you know, just having um, a honest reality check about getting a handle on that, whether if, if it's like gaining, giving you um, a positive impact or a negative impact. And I have kind of like a, a list of um, action items and, and things that you can do in terms of um, exactly how to do that. So I'm happy to kind of go through that if you want. Yeah, for sure. Hit me. Okay, perfect. So the number one step I have is to unfriend or unfollow anyone that you don't actually like. <laughs> I feel like I have so many friends on Facebook that I didn't even like in high school that I didn't even, you know, like talk too much, but I just have of them as friends because we have been friends for so long. So kind of purge your friend and follower list. So anyone that you don't like, anyone that doesn't add value to your feed in some shape or form, or anyone that makes you feel worse. Um, so that can be anybody from like a celebrity that you constantly stalk, but you know, don't actually um, get much value from. I mean, obviously, there's people that we love online that give us joy that make us laugh that aren't personal friends, but that we like to see and, and um, kind of watch. But if they're not, if they're not adding something to your life, if they're not making you feel better in some way, I kind of treat it like um, I ask myself, is it like a Harry Potter scenario? So is this person a Dumbledore or a Dementor in your life? Are they adding to you? Are they challenging you? Are they making you feel better? Are they trying to kind of improve your life some, in some way, even if it might be hard? Or are they just sucking energy out of you? Are they sucking the life out of you? Are they making you feel worse and worse and worse about yourself? Um, and ask yourself that question. So that's number one. And the action step I request is that they remove at least 20 people or accounts from their social media. So whether that's people on Facebook, whether that's folks on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, uh, removing those people. And right away, you'll see how much better you feel when you're online because all of a sudden your feed is only filled with people you like or content that mm -hmm. you're gonna enjoy watching or like little cooking videos that like actually make you want to you know get the pan out <laughs> and yeah. you'll feel better about it too I just want to jump in there I have a quick question I feel like you know if you're unfollowing Kimmy K she's probably not going to notice what if it is somebody who's sort of close to you, who really does suck your energy, who gives you negativity from following them online? 
how do you go about unfollowing them? Like, is that a little bit of a dog thing to do? How do you sort of disattach, disattach, like unattach, <laughs> unattach, um, I guess that like bitchy connotation because really it's, you know, you're doing this for yourself. But I know that in the past I have wanted to unfollow someone who I, you know, used to kind of be friends with, but it can kind of be seen as a little bit petty or a little bit um, bitchy to do so. How do you overcome that? Mm, totally. I think, you know, there's two answers for that. The first is if you want to tackle it head on, you just have to appreciate yourself more than that person in that moment. And I know that's mm-hmm. an easy thing to say and a hard thing to freaking do. But in order to be the type of person you want, you have to act like the type of person you want you want to be and and you know cutting out toxic people from your life might just be something that you need to get comfortable with and it doesn't feel good because it's an uncomfortable and kind of awkward thing to do especially god forbid they confront you about it or they've noticed or if it's like an ex or something whatever it may be that would suck but then you can just be honest with them maybe use that as an opportunity to tell them hey you know what um I don't necessarily think our relationship was ever that great for me I'm trying to make positive changes in my life and that includes my time on social media and I'd love to have a better relationship with you but if that's going to be the case then maybe we can start by actually talking or jumping on the phone (laughs) you know and like dig like actually dealing with this the shit that's like in between that relationship So that's number one. It's like you can tackle it head on, be honest with yourself about that and be honest with that person about that. Or if it's somebody that you don't really, um, if you want to kind of avoid that conversation, if that isn't a place that you're ready or willing to go, what I would do is I would just hide them from your feed. So then you won't actually see them on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, all of these social media platforms have functionalities that allow you to hide people and versus like unfriend or block them. So you won't be seeing them on your feed. They won't be popping up on your story. You won't be negatively impacted by them on a daily basis, but you'll still have that connection. You'll still have that um, relationship with them online. And if that's enough for you, then that's enough. That's all that you need. Amazing. And maybe that can be like a little stepping stone to maybe fully unfollowing them and removing them completely from your feed. Yeah, totally. It's baby steps. So do what you can do in the moment. If that leads to something bigger, great. If it doesn't, it's still great. You're doing something better for you. Love it. Um, and then I also wanted to recommend an app that I use to track social media is um, this app called Realize D and it's free Um, it just tells you how often um, you're on your phone so your social media usage your like how how many times in a day you pick up your phone I think the average number is like like 45 or 50 times a day you pick up your phone, which is like crazy, but, but oh it's not, goodness, because yeah. I, I know. And I, I'm, you know, I, but it's not that nuts because I don't know about you, uh, but how often is your phone, for example, not in your arm's reach? Oh, like when I have a shower, but not even yeah. like I could just, <laughs> I could probably I just reach around. Yeah. I know so you're still playing Spotify or <laughs> whatever it is. You're like, 
phone is like literally another body part to you at this point. So when you read numbers like that, it's shocking, but it's not because it's become such a normalized thing. Um, so that is one app that I definitely recommend. It gave me a big reality check on my phone usage. And it's just something that um, if you want to like more in-depth like analysis other than like your iPhone like um, analytics, then you could download that and see, see kind of what your online experience really is. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's kind of the app that I use. And then um, another step that I have found to be like really helpful um, in creating a more positive and honest experience on social media is to be an example of that um, as a person yourself. So being more open, real and vulnerable on your own social media profiles, which is arguably the hardest thing to do, I think, out of all these little tips. But also the most important because um I know I don't know if you listen much to Brene Brown but she is amazing oh yeah Um, yeah the queen the vulnerability queen (laughs) and (laughs) she says you know vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage and I couldn't agree with that more and I think when you set a precedent for that for other people. I know every time I've been the most scared to post something, if I if I was posting something about my anxiety, my issues with anxiety, or my um, the the bullying that I had growing up, having a lisp, or uh, being an immigrant and feeling like I never really fit in, doing talking about those things that are difficult for me to talk about, but true. Every time I was like, my heart was pounding, my palms were running. Every time I, I like had other people click post for me because like I couldn't do it. I was like so nervous. <laughs> but every single time I did, I came back to my feed and it was just flooded with support and kind words and people that I barely even talked to just reaching out and saying, hey, I deal with depression too. Hey, I really appreciate what you had to say. Like, hey, I'm here for you if you need to talk. And people just, we connection is created through vulnerability it's not created through um comparison and the second that you let down your own walls the second that you let people see you for who you are not just who you pretend to be not with the filters not with the perfect captions not with the ideal fall photo or like just the the positivity highlight reel but who you are in your real life the real shit that you deal with you will be inspired amazed and just brought to your knees by the amount of people that appreciate that um it's been proven true for me every time i've done it and the clients that i have and the women in my team um I mean, one of my best friends um, and my business partner, Megan, just recently shared her um, her issues with um, a miscarriage that she and her husband recently had. And that single post is like the most um, active and like, like to this day, the post where she gets the most comments and DMs and just like women reaching out talking about it because one in four women go through that, but nobody fucking talks about it. So... Mm-hmm. So it's just so important, I think, to be able to be that way for yourself um, and also for other people because you'll never know who you're going to touch and who, who's going to appreciate that. I feel like it's just like when you're in class and the teacher is always like, if you have a question, ask it because somebody else will have the same thing. There is always going to be somebody who is able to relate to you. And sometimes when you're in something, it can feel so lonely. And like I've noticed when I've 
I've started sharing a lot about like hormonal acne and and I guess like sort of shining a bit more of a light on how much I can actually affect somebody's confidence um, because if you know, you know, you know, like if you've had it, um, you understand that. But mm. since I've done that, I've had like one post that I made about it has the most comments that I've ever received. And sometimes Instagram and social media as a whole can feel like a really shallow place. Like if you post a picture of your butt, it'll get more likes than if you post a picture of you and your nan. But <laughs> when when you do like when you do sit in that vulnerability and post through that vulnerability, you are going to connect with other people on a level that you wouldn't have connected with them on before. Mm, yeah I mean that's such a good point I mean it is it is easy to be shallow on social media it is easy to fall into that trap and we see it day in and day out so that's why it's that much harder and also that much more necessary to dig deep and to really Mm -hmm. share yourself um, on that platform because that that is still part of your life experience. It's not just, you know, butt pictures and, and tan lines. Like, life is freaking hard. And um, it's not going to be cute or easy or, you know, good all the time. And admit, like, kind of being honest about that, confronting that, I think that just allows you to be so much braver in your life. And it really lets people see you for who you are, uh, not just who you pretend to be. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And and kind of kind of going along with that. I mean, I don't know what you what you think about that, but um or what you think about social media in general in terms of like how much you use it. But I'm curious to ask, um, because you're somebody who kind of like runs their business on social media. Um, you have like a lot of great content on social media. Uh do you is like your phone the first thing that you look at in the morning? Do you have like a different morning routine? Like or or is it kind of just like automatic at this point? So I I definitely like <laughs> use the term morning routine loosely. I used to be very rigid. Um, and that sort of like led to if I didn't do that, then I sort of, you know, it was like, oh, it's today's a write off. So every night I sleep with my phone on airplane mode. Um, and so I will not touch my phone until I'm like fully awake. So from the second that I decide sleep time, I put that face down. There's going to be no notification, no sound that wakes me up, which I feel like my family hates because if there's an emergency or something I'm not responding but I just have to do it like <laughs> because I get I don't know I get I'm pretty sure everyone does but like if I get woken up in the middle of the night I'm just the worst person like I'm very bubbly I'm a morning person I love people but if you wake me up in my sleep like I'm not going to be helpful so there's no use me responding anyway um, <laughs> yeah and- you're just being honest <laughs> Yeah, and then my alarm, I don't usually set through my phone. I set that through, like, my um, my Google Mini so then I don't have to look at my phone straight away. Um, and, yeah, I'll try I try to get up, like, a bit slower. If I'm staying at my boyfriend's house or he's staying here, that's a little bit easier too because we'll just, like, talk and stuff. But I really don't, like, jump on to my phone straight away like I used to. But, very big but, I, you know, that's that's ideal. And I would like to be, you know, even more so with that I would like to you know have a have a bit even more time or like have a a a glass of water first so I'm sort of in that transition period of like I know what I used to do I like better what I do right now is probably more realistic so I'm kind of I want to find something in the middle of that but yeah it's definitely I don't check it through the night I don't check it straight away but it is it is one of those you know just being honest it is one of those first things that I do in the morning and not necessarily um 
for like sometimes I'll get on there and I'll post a story on my Instagram and and that's important to me because I feel inspired and when I feel inspired to do that I'll do it but to be completely honest I'm probably just reaching over to like see Instagram stories you know other people's stories so it definitely is something I want to work on yeah totally and I'm glad that you're being honest about that because it 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 doesn't serve anybody to pretend to yourself (laughs) like you can Mm. you can you can like tell everybody um this kind of like facade or whatever um but you you have to deal with yourself and the the honest repercussions of that and I also think it's really important that you shared how a negative impact or how negative of an impact it had for you to be too strict because I agree I I also deal with like oh well if I'm not totally 100% perfect with like my nutrition or my routine or this or that then it feels like the days are waste and mm-hmm. yeah and we and we get caught up in that and, th- and that's not true you know we like throw away the day when we think we aren't 100% perfect and and that's like a negative um, a negative habit in and of itself because you just wasted 85% of the day um, even though like you know it might be 2 p.m or 3 p.m and you've got a ton of time left to to kind of do things right or do things better um, but I'm I, I asked that because I, I think um, one of the most important tips that I have in kind of my final like action item tip is to not look at social media like at least an hour after you wake up and an hour before you go to bed um and the reason I say that is because a lot of us do have that tendency and I I do and and had for a long time before I kind of like implemented some structure in this to just reach for my phone and get online and see who's on Facebook see what updated in my insta stories and it's just like an immediate reaction like we don't even think about it but it's a problem that the first thing you do when you wake up in your own life, in your own bed, is go to look at other people's lives. Go to look at what other people are doing. Go to like stalk other celebrities instead of focusing on like what you need that day. How do you feel? Are you thirsty? Do you want to move? Do you need more sleep? Like checking in with yourself um, and how you feel in the morning is so important because it's like, it's, it's almost like the most other than like, this is like, besides being like grumpy and like going through like the early morning, like sludginess, it's the most honest um, interpretation of how you feel because you're not being affected by anything external yet. You know, you're not at work yet. You're not with your family yet. You're just by yourself, figuring yourself out and taking time to kind of, like you said, set up a morning routine that works for you, whether that's, you know, 10 minutes of meditating with the Calm app or whether that's getting in a workout, whether that's just, you know, sitting and making yourself coffee and breakfast and taking a breather. I think it's so important to give ourselves that time of quiet, that time to settle into the day, because the rest of the day might get kind of crazy. And you're probably going to be on a digital device device for the next like eight to 12 hours, either on your computer at work or on your phone, you know, going to work, going back from work, talking to people, whatever it may be. And then the same kind of idea goes for the end of the night. So if we don't give ourselves a chance to unwind and unplug, then our brain just goes a million miles an hour. And they actually have a couple of studies being done right now on Generation Z, which is the the, um, 
the kids who are younger than millennials, um, who are like in middle school and high school right now, they actually have the worst sleep schedule um, of any other generation that's been recorded because one, they're constantly on their phone and two, they actually go through these things called ghost um, vibrations. So they'll have their phone nearby and nothing, like no one will text them, but they'll wake up because they think they got a text or a notification and it'll ruin their REM cycle of sleep because they're awake, even though nothing actually happened. So it's oh like, my this, goodness. yeah, it's crazy. It's this weird psychological effect of constantly having your phone on. So I really love the um, tip that you had of putting your phone on airplane mode, because at the end of the day, if an emergency really does happen, there's also ways to set up your phone. Like you can put it on night mode or whatever. There's ways to set up your phone that if it calls like three times in a row, it's an emergency. Um, but I love the fact that you just turn it off completely because I think it's so important to your sleep and to your recovery for the day to just unplug and kind of get away from that so I'm really glad that you're you're practicing that in your own right yeah I just have to because I yeah I and that really makes me sad especially for those younger children or younger kids because they need the sleep the most like um yeah and I've always been since I was younger like really really I need to have a really good sleep so like I mean I live with my sister and she has her phone on so I'm kind of like okay if something happens you'll let me know um but yeah no that's crazy and I think the other thing that I wanted to touch on um was this like all or nothing mentality that we have I think that that can be really detrimental to all aspects of like self-development and self-improvement because um like you said, how some people like they might waste the day, but it'll only be 2 p.m. and they've got the rest of the day to like make positive changes and they don't because they classify the day as a write-off. I think that that can be really detrimental. And I was speaking to my friend about this, Adam Archie Graham, and he's going to laugh so much that I mentioned this, but he said, um, he, he referenced one of my posts where I sort of talked about this and he was like, Ev, I have a saying for it. It's if it's worth doing, it's worth doing shitty. And I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, so we're pretty, we're meant to brush our teeth for like two minutes at a time. But if you can't be bothered, it's better doing it shitty. Like it's better to be doing it for like a minute because you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess. And he's like, if you don't feel like going to the gym, but you know it's important to work out and you just go for 20 minutes instead of the full hour and a half, then it's worth doing shitty. And I was like, I like that. That is cool. <laughs> I love that. That's such a like clever way of thinking about it because he's right. <laughs> like even like like yeah, like a one even one minute of brushing your teeth or twenty minutes at the gym is better than zero. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. we we forget that. We forget that the alternative is just nothing. <laughs> so like even twenty five percent or fifty percent of whatever you're gonna do is better than not doing it at all. And I think that is such an important, I love that like little quote. I think that might be something I write on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quote Adam Archie Graham. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, but I agree. I think it's like, I think that there is a, um, I honestly think social media has played a big role in making us feel like that because we're constantly seeing other people like on top of their shit. You know, we're seeing their success. We're seeing them book events as speakers. We're seeing them lose a ton of weight. We're seeing them um, kind of just, just 
successfully doing everything because the majority of people are only posting their highlight reels. So they're not showing the days when they like binge ate Nutella and watch Friends for three hours. <laughs> like they're showing like the healthy kale salad that they had for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this impression that everybody's doing better than you. And so when you're not doing your best, not only do you feel guilty for not showing up in the way you want, but then you feel shame on top of that for assuming that this is unique to you and that you're screwing up and that you're not enough in some way. Uh, because because that's just kind of what we are used to seeing. And so I think that that's definitely like a side effect of social media in addition to like just the side effect of perfectionism and a reality of, you know, when we feel we can't do something 100% and be perfect at it, we often give up before we even give it a shot. Um, I think that's, uh, I mean, you probably know this because you work in fitness. I think that's a reason a lot of people are so hesitant to start their fitness journey because they're just afraid of failing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're afraid of it being too strict and like missing a day and then falling off the wagon. They're just, they're they're just scared to start because they don't want to fail. And a lot of us have failed at fitness things or diets or whatever it may be, because it wasn't a, a lifestyle change. It was just this like challenging, like monotonous thing that you all of a sudden had to do it and you give up because it's not fun and it's not you. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then you feel, you feel bad. So the next time something like that comes up, you're really hesitant because you don't want to screw it up. You don't want to be a loser again. So I think that um, that prevents us from doing a lot of potentially good things in our life because we're just afraid of not being perfect at them. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a massive issue. So I think that we, in terms of that translating from comparison, I think that we have a responsibility to share our not so great moments and I think we have a responsibility when we're looking at other people's great moments to be honest with ourselves and know that really like at the end of the day what they're doing doesn't affect what you're doing but that what they're doing is a highlight reel you like you have that responsibility to remind yourself of that because it sounds simple but you can forget so I think it's from both ends of the spectrum you need to be honest putting things out and you need to be honest with yourself when you're receiving them and be realistic about it. Totally. And I think that's why it's so important to be proactive about those choices. So to be proactive about who you're following and what they're sharing. If it's just highlight reels all the time and and that's not something that you're getting value from, then there's not really a point of it showing up in your life on the daily like we see these things every day. It's not like once a year when you see your cousin, that's kind of annoying. And like you, you have to like go through <laughs> talking to them at the barbecue. It's like, this is like a thing you are inviting into your life every single day and not just inviting them to your life when you feel good and confident and awesome about your life, but also when you feel shitty about your life, when you feel bad about yourself and that instigates a lot of feeling worse. So you've got to be proactive for your yourself to save yourself that potential suffering in the long term and it's interesting it's like we as humans we avoid pain like the freaking plague but we will suffer until no end because we are just so afraid of like direct pain 
So and it's kind of like the example that you gave of like cutting off somebody that you, you know, might have been a friend with before. It's like a painful, uncomfortable thing to do. But if you do that, if you just cut that cord and you realize that you need that, that that's something that you want in your life, not to have that person in your life on a daily then you realize how much suffering you're actually avoiding in the long term by just that little bit of pain in the beginning. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's like a human thing. But if you're proactive about that, then you're saving yourself a lot of bullshit later on when you aren't feeling your best um, and you just happen to scroll by something that actually makes you feel a lot worse. And it doesn't need to. You don't need that added added stuff in your life because you've mm-hmm. already got your own stuff. You don't need to pile onto that. Exactly. I think that humans are, are massive suckers for instant gratification mm. um, and we need to just sort of think about long-term what's the best thing for ourselves and I guess remove that aspect of it being rude or bitchy or or spiteful because it doesn't need to be. And I think that if anybody perceives it that way, then that says a bit more about them. And if you're explaining where you're coming from and, and why you're doing it, um, then, and if they don't respond well to that, then it really is the issue. Yeah, 100%. At that point, you just got to love yourself more than that person in that moment. <laughs> like you just got to make a decision for you. And like you said, if they take that wrong and you're coming from a genuinely good place, if you're coming from a place of just like, you know, trying to make a better impact for your life and, and um, pulling in things that do that and taking things out that don't, and they can't respect or appreciate or see that, then that is not somebody you want in your life anyway. You know, clearly clearly they have stuff that they need to work on because that negativity and and ego pain is like a genuine um, reflection on them and not a reflection on you. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think you need to like, I love the the Marie Kondo-like concept. So just do that like, with your Instagram if you're following someone it doesn't spark joy send them love and unfollow yeah a hundred percent that's such a good way of putting it uh, putting it and Marie Kondo is like constantly simplifying life and there's this like funny quote that I read one time that said life is simple but people are complicated <laughs> um and I think that's so yeah. true it's so true like if you just simplify your own life for yourself you'll realize like you said if it doesn't spark joy yeah you don't have to hate that person you don't have to be mean to them you don't have to send them any negativity send them joy and send them on your their way because if they're willing to walk out of your life and if you're if you're willing to have that then then it's okay it's your choice it's your life um and they have theirs I love that that's so true (laughs) yeah I mean I love I actually haven't seen Marine Kondo so now I like feel bad (laughs) but I like I hear about it and see her on Instagram all the time and now I'm like slowly getting convinced that I need to like binge watch the show yeah oh my goodness like I was watching her like on YouTube videos like ages ago before the show came out but um I like I am just a person who hates clutter and I'm not a hoarder so like I'm so different to my mum and my sister they hold on to things and like things get like oh like very neat well my sister is a neat my mum is very neat but she struggles with letting things go I find it so liberating like I'm in the midst of like moving back home. So I've got two houses where like I need to combine that into like a normal amount of things. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited to get there, declutter. Like, so that's what I'm doing today. I'm doing a big like load of my Melbourne stuff back to my hometown. Um, 
but yeah I think you can declutter physically but it's also important to declutter mentally and that includes your social media feed yeah that's a hundred percent true and people forget because we're so used to having these things in our lives is that social media is a choice it's like the definition of a choice you choose to download this app you choose to check it every day you choose the people you follow that show up in your feed the people that you're friends with those are all choices that you make and you're responsible for the impact that they have because you brought them into your life like I remember being in high school and signing up for my first Facebook (laughs) you know like I I, like I know it's crazy I remember doing that um and we forget because it's become such a normal part of our routine that it's a choice so like you said decluttering your life and decluttering your headspace and decluttering your feed they all do the same thing they let go of things that um they release things that aren't serving you they keep things that are and they just let you relax a little bit more in your own life 100% that's awesome yeah so that's kind of like the the go-to tips that I have Um, I'm happy to answer any other questions and if you have anything else on your mind or um, any other comments then um, let's go at it yeah for sure so I love those I love those so much I feel like everyone um, listening if you really want to make use out of them like jot them down like put them down in your notes write them on actual pen and paper because that still exists um (laughs) and and because I I'm so excited like I'm going to have you to keep me accountable I'm going to really improve my habits so I'm excited um I want to learn a little bit more about your like guiding beliefs um can you talk a little bit more about that Yeah, totally. So um, I kind of have three guiding beliefs that uh, have really just shaped my life and my business um, and kind of um, that I I refer to clients. And so um, the first guiding belief is that life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And I think this one's really important because we can often get caught up into this like eat, pray, love idea. You know, this idea that you have to go to backpack across Europe and, you know, like just do this like super drastic, crazy thing in order to find yourself in life. And I just, you know, I don't really believe that. I think that even in those moments, you are creating yourself because you are making decisions day in, day out that um, develop who you are. And I think when we, when we, when we kind of give away that power and assume that life just happens to us and not for us, then we give away this, um, our power in our own selves, our power to decide what our life looks like. And that can be hard if your life doesn't look or your body doesn't feel or your job isn't what you want. It's hard to admit that because you have to admit that there are certain things that you're doing or certain decisions that you're making that aren't um, equaling a life that you love. And and that's okay. You know, you're not going to have the answer to everything all the time. But the first step to changing anything in your life is taking control of that thing. So I think by having that mentality of life is about creating yourself, life happens for you, not to you, is so important because it puts you back in the driver's seat of your own life. And that way you can steer a lot clearer than if you're just in the back. Um, and that's that, so that's number one. 
I love that so, so much. I've never heard that before, but it's so, so true. Yeah. And I think it's just something that we forget. It's easy to forget, um, especially like we talked about with the highlight reel. So that's number one. Number two is that we have the innate power to change our lives for the best. So like I said, um, it is easy to give away our power. I think we treat ourselves um, like this constant source of energy, but that's not really true. So like, if you think about yourself and your day as like an iPhone, right? So let's say after like, even after like an amazing night's sleep, you like got eight hours of sleep, you wake up um, feeling refreshed and regenerated and you're hydrated, that would keep you at like a 90% battery life, right? So that would like be, that's like if you got, if you did everything right the day before, let alone like if you did not So you're at 90% battery life. And then you go throughout the day and you're exerting energy, you're exerting energy at your job, you're exerting energy with your partner, you're exerting energy with your friends. Um, Um, And you're giving, giving, giving and dealing and dealing with all these things that are showing up in your life, both good and bad, but still take energy to handle. And then, um, and then at the end of the day, you're like at like, what, like 7%, 14%. And we forget to recharge that in a lot of ways. And um, when you set yourself up in your life, um, to have routines and install habits that are adding to your bucket that are adding energy to you that are restoring you and um kind of allowing you to allowing you to just recoup and allowing you to to really show up as the best version of yourself you give yourself that power back so i think um it's easy to assume that we just that all of these things are taking and taking and taking and we, we have all these relationships, like we have relationships with our parents, we have relationships with our boyfriends, we have relationships with our bosses, and we put so much time and energy into that relationship. But we forget that there's an entire relationship we have with ourselves that, like we said in the beginning, is going to be there for the rest of your life. So it doesn't matter if you're on a date, it doesn't matter if you're getting fired, it doesn't matter if you're on a workout, like you are going to be doing that as you forever. And so taking that power back and realizing that that relationship exists and giving time and attention and intention to that relationship, I think is so important. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Yeah. So that's number two. And then number three um, is we kind of touched about it, which was funny. Um, Social media can be used as a place for good value and support. So I think that social media is incredibly powerful. I think that it can be incredibly beneficial. Um, But I also think that it can only be that way if we create that space online for ourselves and for each other. So we can't just like snap our fingers and expect social media to rock all the time 24-7 and to not be annoyed by it or um, drained by it. Um, We have to create that environment for ourselves online. And it can be, like you said, we met on on Instagram. Like it can be a place where you meet people that you can connect with that are in similar fields with you that are going through similar things like the acne struggle or um, the miscarriage or um, the, you know, the, the weight loss journey, whatever it is, you can find a community there too. 
and you can learn a lot. You can learn how to do freaking eyeliner. You can learn how to <laughs> like like train a dog. Like you can you can learn a lot from social media if you are following the right accounts and the right people. You just have to make that decision for yourself of what is worth your time and what is not and to um to kind of just like organize around that. So that's number 3. I love that. I think that is an awesome one to end on. I yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to to remind ourselves that we have a lot more power than we think. And um, I'm glad that we got to talk about that so much. And I'm glad that we got to um, sit in our power a little bit and give ourselves the chance to take that back. Because I think it's important. And I think it's cool to celebrate that and to be like, hey, I can control this. And I can have an impact, a positive impact on my own life just from making these tiny little simple changes in my day-to-day routine. Um, and you'll be like freaking amazed at how much better you feel the second you get online and the second that you get off too. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to like revamp all of my habits and use your tips. So I'm going to be letting you know my updates and how I'm going. Yay! I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap up, I have a few quick cues, which are kind of just like fun little rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. What is your dream travel destination? I would love to go to Aspen. Okay, nice. Um, Morning or night person? I'm a morning person, 100%. I fall asleep watching The Office like (laughs) four days out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I'm the same. Um, Smoothie or bacon and eggs? Ooh, I'm not allowed to have bacon, so I'm going to have – I have to say a smoothie. And I have my superfoods like every day. So if I don't, I I literally feel like it's like my coffee. So smoothie, smoothie, smoothie. (laughs) Okay, nice. I love a good smoothie. Um, What is your favorite quote? I think my favorite quote is actually about that life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. That when I heard that. I was going to say that for Yes. It's like amazing quote. It's, it's amazing. It's a chill down my spine. And I have used that as like the backbone of my life for like since, you know, the eighth grade when I heard it. So <laughs> I love that so much. So Denise, where can people find you? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at Denise Sehovic, S-E-H-O-V-I-C. Um, that is my handle. And www.denisesehovic.com. It's actually Shehovic, but it's spelled Sehovic, so I want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> and we also just launched a new account called girlsguide.co. And it's basically just like an inspo account that adds value to your life. So it's quotes and memes and little like story updates. Um, we're going to have Girls Guides, Ebony maybe you and I can make one together but we'll have like girl's guide to clear skin girl's guide to gut health girl's guide to health and fitness and it's just going to be a place where you can just a reliable place where you can get value laugh at some stuff and really just try to make your experience online better so we just launch that and feel free to find us there I love that so much I'm going to go follow that I didn't even know that I'm going to go follow yeah, that yeah it's literally <laughs> like two weeks old so we're really excited about it <laughs> and it's crazy it's actually gotten like some I think so far we've it, like I said it's two weeks old and we've already got like over like 12,000 likes on like our posts all together which is insane so the content like is really it. I know so the content's really resonating and so hopefully um people who your audience will get something out of it too 
Yeah, I know that they will. I'm so excited. I'm going to link all of your stuff below as well into the show notes. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like you've given me a lot of value and my listeners a lot of value. And yeah, it's just been amazing to connect with you. And I can't wait to chat with you more and connect more. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're officially Insta besties and <laughs> that's that's done. So, um, But this has been awesome. And thank you for doing this podcast and for putting content that like matters out there. I really appreciate you. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> As always, I'm so grateful that you're tuning into the episode. If you want to see or hear more from me, follow me on Instagram at Ebony May Health. Please leave a rating review as it makes my day. Do not forget to enter the giveaway. There's going to be an awesome prize and I will let you guys know who the winner is. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon.